I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats with your host, Ben Verlander. We are live here from Coors Field in Denver. The Home Run Derby just finished up. We have an incredible episode for you guys. Today was media day here in Denver. We talked to a bunch of players, got a bunch of great content there. Um, Also, towards the end of the episode, I am going to walk you guys through the quest to meet Shohei Otani and how it all went down. It was absolutely incredible. Can't wait to tell you that story. But we just wrapped here. The Home Run Derby just finished up. It was awesome. Pete Alonso back to back champs. Man, he put on an absolutely incredible performance. My man, Shohei Otani, out in the first round. But it was electric. Absolutely an electric performance in the Home Run Derby. Started off a little slow. Started off slow, picked it up big time, made a huge comeback in his round with Juan Soto. And they ended up going into overtime and then double overtime where there was a swing off. I didn't even know a swing off was a thing. He ended up losing in the swing off, so naturally I don't like the swing off anymore. Um, but he, he did great, super excited from that round. And then look, Pete Alonso deserved to win this. He was hitting balls onto the concourse, 520 feet. I was actually on the concourse. It was dangerous. There were some kids around that should not have been around. Um, guys diving into beer carts. It was insanity there. I got some awesome videos from up there. But look, Pete Alonso, a back-to-back champ of the Home Run Derby. And, and honestly, he deserved it. He's put on two incredible performances. And he, uh, he was in the final round against Trey Mancini, who a friend of Flippin' Bats Pod, by the way, who we actually got to talk to at Media Day and talked about the Flippin' Bats Pod luck. The Flippin' Bats Pod luck is like a real thing, and you, like, started it. And now everybody yeah, that yeah, comes on, little, everyone that comes on that, kills it now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, I hope it continues and, and gets you some... <laughs> There's a little um, bump here. Yeah, yeah, yeah bump, exactly. Free derby bump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, that, it's definitely a real thing if, if tonight goes well. Yeah. <laughs> he knows it. And he was hoping this would give him a second bump talking to him today, and it did. He was in the championship, but not enough against Pete Alonso. That was, that was awesome and an incredible performance. Look, this place was electric during the derby, especially when Otani was up. I want to talk to you guys about what Otani means to baseball. I was next to some people that were wearing five different jerseys. There were Dodgers fans, Cubs fans, there were Braves fans. Everybody was on their feet rooting and chanting for Shohei Otani. It's special. It's special, guys. And being in the stadium when he came up to hit, it gave me chills. It gave everybody around me the chills. It was awesome. Uh, but again, Pete Alonso ends up walking away the winner. So congrats to Pete Alonso on winning the 2021 Derby. Another storyline from this past, past week of baseball that I wanted to talk about, the Astros and Yankees series. 
these guys are, are battling it out back and forth. They're two good teams, and every time they get together, there's, there seems to be this energy about it. And there was, again, every time the Yankees were hitting homers, uh, the first one that comes to mind was Aaron Judge. Hit a homer, he's rounding second, coming to third, and he, like, buttons up his jersey. Like, buttons up his jersey, like, you know, he says it wasn't a nod at, uh, at trolling Altuve, but come on. We know it was. It was absolutely a troll of Altuve. Post-game, he talks about it and says, oh, it's a little chilly when the roof is closed, uh, with a little smile on his face. So that's all in good fun. And then the very next day, it looked like the Astros were going to get swept. They end up scoring six, seven runs in the ninth inning. And you know who just absolutely had to walk it off. Jose Altuve walks it off with a three-run bomb. It is so poetic how that went down. He ends up getting his jersey ripped off at home plate. But look, enough of me talking about this. You guys don't want to hear about me. It's the All-Star Game. We talked to a lot of people, and I actually talked to Aaron Judge about this series itself. Aaron, you guys are hot off a series with the Houston Astros. Talk a little bit about that series and that rivalry and how fun it is for you guys out on the field. Wow. Uh, that's one of my favorites every year. You know, I'll talk with Bregman, I think, after the 17 series, and he's like, hey, let's run this back every year, you know, and they got a good squad over there, competitive, got a lot of fire, great pitching staff, and um, it felt like a playoff atmosphere, you know, especially those first two games, even the last one, them coming back. Um, no, it's fun. You know, we always enjoy going in there and, and playing in that environment. Now you guys are having a lot of fun back and forth with each other, it looks like. Yeah, that's just part of the game. You know, we're having fun. You know, they got a great team, and, um, you know, looking forward to seeing them down the stretch. A lot of people in New York consider Aaron Judge the face of baseball. Now, you guys that have been following this show know I don't think that's the case. And I believe the face of baseball is Fernando Tatis Jr. I've been saying it from the beginning of the season. I believe Fernando Tatis is emerging as the face of baseball, and I think this season he has become the face of baseball. And I actually caught up with him to ask him about just that. Fernando, a lot of people are calling you the face of baseball. Do you embrace that? Do you want to be the face of baseball? I do embrace it. Uh, you know, it's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to say what they say, but, you know, I'm just the same kid on the field trying to have fun. You know, this game is really hard, and at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters. All right, and Fernando Tatis Jr., that man right there, is going to be leading off for the National League. Another guy that's starting in the National League lineup, Nolan Arenado, who is now a member of the Cardinals, but is coming back to Coors Field to play here where he played his entire career before. And I caught up with Arenado and asked him what that experience is going to mean to him. Oh, it feels great. I mean, obviously there is significance here, and uh, I'm very thankful to be back here. I love Colorado. I always tell people it's like a second home for me and my family. Um, and. Uh, Obviously, just being here and the fans, seeing all the purple and black, it's kind of great to see again. Um, I'm very thankful to make it. I remember in April or whenever it changed from Atlanta to here, I was like, man, I kind of want to make, I want to make the All-Star team pretty bad and come back to Denver. So uh, it was pretty cool. So I'm, I'm really happy to be back here. And, you know, I, I love the fans and I love everything about this place. I don't blame them one bit for feeling that way. I've said for a while, Coors Field is one of my favorite stadiums. I did a top stadiums thing before the season started, and Coors Field was actually in the top five. I absolutely love this place. Now, you guys that listen to the show know every time I interview somebody, I always ask them, what, if you were commissioner, what is one rule that you would change or implement for the betterment of the game of baseball? And today, at Media Day, I got to ask a lot of the guys that exact same question. 500-foot homers count as, uh, count as, count as two runs. Yeah, it's like basketball has a three-point line. If a 500-foot 500 500 homer's hit, why, 
why can't we add another run to it? To change the entire game of baseball, if there were three balls as a walk and three strikes as a strikeout as well, or you add one more strikeout or one more strike to equate a strikeout, just maybe advantage hitter, maybe it equals it out. I don't know. I do hate the extra inning rule. Uh, you know, maybe maybe doing something more fun like the home run derby. I don't know. I think so. I think that, I think that's an idea that's been tossed around a bunch. I think it would be fun. You know. And this is just a child that's coming out of me, you know, doing the home run derby for extra innings. As a joke, I'm, I might do the home run derby for an extra innings um, just to see see how that goes over, see what teams would do, what players would do, have like a shootout, but home run derby. Extra innings, bases loaded, maybe. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, both teams have fair chance, so why not? Uh, I'm going to ban Tyler Glass now from baseball so that I don't have to hit off him ever again. I, I'm going to go with the, the universal DH, I guess, um, just because I think there would be more offense with that, obviously, although I do love seeing pitchers hit. I mean, that's probably my biggest thing. You know, I think the DH should be in both leagues. I think it's important get your best team versus the other team's best team, and when the pitchers are hitting, it's not the best, you know, it's not your best team versus the best team. A DH in both leagues. <laughs> really? DH in both leagues. I'm, I'm, allow, I'm just going to allow players to be themselves. Um, you know, bring swag to the game, bring your jury, bring every, everything, really. You know, bad flips, I'm allowing all that. I would look at travel ball and, and the finances of it first and, and take out some of the expenses. Um, as a kid, I didn't grow up with a lot of money, and I don't, I don't know if we would be able to be able to afford you know what it is right now maybe a day where you just you completely flip the roles of pitchers and hitters and just go a full full position player you know mound day <laughs> and a full uh full full pitcher lineup um whether it's just you know an exhibition game or something i think that'd be that'd be that'd be funny and it might gain some viewers and just like look at these look at these you know these pitchers out there trying to hit and the you know the, the position players throwing fastballs in there at 45 i think i think it'd be fun i think that's something something that might 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 make a little change. I would take out the intentional walk. I think I would um, manipulate the shifting rule. You know, I think uh, not completely ban it, but I would uh, try to keep at least two guys on each side of the bag, um, keep guys in the infield and not standing way out in the outfield. We were just talking about the shift and taking a lot of guys are in favor of taking that away, not allowing infielders to play in the outfield. Maybe moving the mound back. I'm a hitter, so any you know any advantage we can get, I'll take. All right, a couple ones that I loved there. First is on the more serious note, and it came from Marcus Simeon. Why are we paying for travel baseball? It seems like more and more travel baseball is getting more expensive. I love his idea of not paying for travel ball. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Next, 
Pete Alonso, the guy that just won the home run derby right behind me, had a brilliant idea. Home runs that go over 500 feet should count for two runs. <laughs> Absolutely love that idea. I think it adds a whole nother level to hitting absolute bombs. Love that. But today it was announced the starting pitchers for the All-Star game. Max Scherzer on the National League side, who look, Max Scherzer, deserving. Absolutely deserving of it. I would have personally liked to see Kevin Gosman. I think he could have really gotten the start. Herman Marquez of the Rockies is having a dominant year. I would have loved to see one of those two guys get it, but you guys know who I'm most excited about. On the American League side, Shohei Otani gets the nod. He will be the starting pitcher in the All-Star game for the American League. He will also be DHing and leading off, and he just competed in the home run derby. What an incredible week this guy is having. And that leads me into this week in Shohei Otani news. Of course, we're here from the All-Star game, but I couldn't not do this segment. But this week, a little special one. I asked a lot of the All-Stars what they think about what Shohei Otani is doing this year on the field. I guess in a way it could be comparable to somebody playing quarterback and playing safety, something like that. Uh, Especially what he's going to do this weekend is, I mean, he's going to take a lot of high effort swings tonight, and then he's going to start pitching tomorrow. So, I mean, it's uh, it's incredible what he's doing. Getting to see Otani in L.A. pitch against us was facing him, me me against him was was really cool. You know, just before the game, he has you know a hundred people watching his bullpen before the game, and they're just locked in. He's basically two major league baseball players in one, and that's really rare. Uh, and I don't know if it's even ever happened like it is now with him. He's an anomaly because not very many guys anymore pitch and hit. So I think he's an anomaly, an anomaly in an unreal talent. It's just freaky. Uh, there's no, I mean, so many words to describe what he's doing, but it's just freaky. The guy is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, and then yet he goes out there and he's leading the league in home runs at the same time. It's kind of like a video game. I'm amazed by him on a daily basis, but never surprised. I mean... The talent's off the charts. One of the best arms I've ever seen off the mound. Splitty's unbelievable, and then he's hitting 500-foot homers. So uh, watching him play every day is something that I think I'm going to look back much later in my life and kind of understand what's going on. But right now he's just a teammate, just a friend who's a great baseball player. I mean, it's incredible to uh, to, to start every five or six days and then, you know, DH in the other days. Um, you know, I Personally, I don't know how his body does it. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of wear and tear in your body, but um, obviously he's, he's found something that works for him, and it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, Otani already has the most home runs by a Japanese-born player, and we just ended the first half. So probably that. I think that's, that's as good as it gets. It's unbelievable that, I mean, you see what I do in the batter's box, <laughs> and people are like, man, get this guy out of here. He can't even lay down a bunt. And then Shohei Otani's out there, I mean, putting up zeros on the mound and then hitting 370-foot home runs every other day against big league pitching. It's, it's, it's truly unbelievable. Being a player and, you know, having uh, struggled in this game and uh, to see what he's doing, to see the way that he's making it look really easy, uh, this game's not easy. And uh, it's really cool to see, and you just tip your cap to the guy. He's done some special things, and uh, he can kind of, you know, he continues that in the second half. It's going to be 
you know, an all-time season. That first half, I don't know if it, it's ever been done or ever will be done again by anybody other than him. So, uh, you know, I just try to appreciate what he's doing right now because it's, it's special. And I feel like what he's doing on the mound is being overshadowed by what he's doing at the plate, right? So he's on pace for 65 homers, 60-plus homers. When I was with Oakland and he was a you know, rookie, uh, I saw what what it could be, uh, and now he's putting it all together. And, it, you know, if he's going to start the All-Star game hitting and pitching and do the Derby, that's something that everybody should tune into. Hitting's hard, and he's excelling at it at the elite of the elite, and then you throw pitching on top of it once every five days or six days. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he's doing it, but it's amazing. It's unbelievable. You know, He's definitely the guy that – coming into this All-Star game, you know, you, you want to meet and hopefully you can talk to a little bit because I mean, I've never seen someone throw 100 and, and, and hit it 120 miles per hour. I can't even imagine the, the amount of work he's having to put in that people don't see, you know, because um, I watch our starting pitchers and how much work they put in between starts just to be able to stay healthy and go back out there and start five days later. And he's being able to do that while staying in the lineup and hitting a home run every night. To worry about pitching and then follow that up with trying to hit a 97-mile-per-hour fastball um, and for him to do it so consistently, uh, I think it's incredible. I think it's, it's, it just amazes me every day just watching his highlights. It's been incredible. Um, you know, it's wild what he's doing. We haven't seen it before, and, uh, you know, he's been so good at everything he's been doing. Um, you know, it's been fun to watch. Uh, yeah. thankfully, well, thankfully, it hasn't been uh, too fun to watch in person because we don't <laughs> play him that much. It's otherworldly. Uh, just being able to, to do both and kind of see how hard it is and to be able to hit. And um, I think that one homer I hit in the playoffs has kind of ruined me a little bit because now I, get, I catch a lot of crap in the dugout when I don't get a hit. So, uh, <laughs> But, no, what he's doing is, is, is unbelievable. To see what he's done in person when we went out to Anaheim, it was unbelievable. Didn't face him as a pitcher, but I know what he's been doing on the mound too. It, to describe it to a non-baseball person, it's like he can do everything. You all know the whole point of this trip for me was the quest to meet Shohei Otani, and we did it. We followed through. I got to meet him. My heart was absolutely pounding. We're going to end this episode with the video, but if you're just listening, make sure you go over to the socials so you can see the video there, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and you can check it out there. Make sure you're following on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff, and we will see you next time on Flippin' Bats. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate.